It's Friday, May 11th, and this is Product Management Daily. Now, hopefully you've got a nice, relaxing weekend up ahead, away from the computer, away from your work. And uh, as such, we're going to give you some things to just kind of absorb, some things to consider over the weekend, and hopefully that can make a difference when you come back to work on Monday. Our first topic today is an article entitled Inertia, the Force that Holds the Universe Together. It's out on Farm Street blog, and I highly recommend subscribing to this one if you haven't already. And it begins with a bit of physics, historical physics, uh, but it's a great topic. Uh, it's a great post on navigating the inertia within organizations and within your customers and getting them to make change. Um, if it wasn't for inertia, uh, things would literally fall apart. And <clears throat> unfortunately for us as product people, we are uh, in charge of overcoming certain inertia uh, so that uh, so we're in charge of, in a way, breaking other patterns so that uh, we can encourage others into the patterns that we have designed, patterns that our products demand. A um, couple, couple of interesting notes. Etymolo- etymologically, the word uh, inertia comes from the Latin word for unskillfulness, ignorance, inactivity, or idleness. And oftentimes we think of uh, inertia as just an, an unwillingness, a stubborn unwillingness. And it's not always the case. Uh, it's oftentimes, uh, in terms of people, somebody just doesn't know they need to uh, move. They don't have the information necessary that can propel them to movement. Um, he gets into some more um, topics on actually how to go about changing uh, and how, how to overcome inertia and uh, the, the, the biases that we all kind of find ourselves sucked into. And, and nobody's immune to this. You can know all, all you want to know about biases like this, and uh, you're not going to be able to avoid them all the time. So I um, highly recommend this very thoughtful, very practical post on the Farnham Street blog. Again, link, as always, is in the show notes. The next article is entitled, Gibson's Bankruptcy is a Cautionary Tale about Corporate Innovation by author Matt LeMay on his blog entitled On Human-Centric Systems. You'll find that on the Medium platform, of course. But uh, the article is all about uh, Gibson's, uh, the guitar manufacturer Gibson, uh, filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy after 116 years in business. Um, they've been struggling for a long time. The music industry, especially the retail industry, has been uh, having a really hard time making any progress. and Matt takes this article and he considers, uh, he compares Gibson to fellow guitar maker Fender and their two patterns of progress and innovation and how they've approached the market. Uh, Lots of great quotes, lots of great insights in this article. One of them being, uh, he says that Gibson didn't go bankrupt because they failed to innovate. They went bankrupt because they were obsessed with innovation. Innovation at all costs. Innovation over the objections of their most loyal customers and in spite of their own sales figures. Now, innovation is a buzzword here and there and everywhere. And even at Crema, we consider ourselves a tech and innovation and design agency. But uh, all those have to play together. And uh, he draws that out really, really well, uh, especially in uh, with a couple anecdotes about how about products that went to market that weren't very well researched, products that um, didn't seem to have any basis in a customer's reality. And then he uh, he definitely shifts towards Fender's process and 
and how it was a very customer centric. They spent lots of time with customers understanding not just how they um, use products, use guitars or how they bought guitars, but how they learned to play guitar, um, the demographics of certain uh, buyers. And so, and then Fender took those learnings and actually made meaningful experiences out of that, both it, from, from every, every corner of their, of their brand, from marketing campaigns to product launches to new product offerings. Uh, it's, it's a really good takedown. Uh, one more quote that I want to uh, maybe leave on. It says, as a culture, we are obsessed with innovation, with disruption, with entrepreneurs and hustlers and go-getters. But as companies follow this innovative path, they can quickly fall into self-obsession, often at the expense of customer obsession. And that distinction is absolutely key. And if I could uh, toot my own horn a bit, uh, it his, his post made me made me think that innovation without, I love this comment, innovation without your customers is just a self-satisfying ego pampering playtime. And I never realized until I see, until I saw these contrasting posts, just how obviously um, innovation and self-centric uh, or how self-centric innovation can be at times. Um, and he gives, and Matt uh, gives four points. Um, and I'm sure you've heard them before in the product world, but this, uh, this comparison and contrast case is really good uh, fodder for uh, calling these out. Number one, close the gap between your executives and your customers. Number two, stop chasing industry plaudits and self-congratulatory awards. Gibson did a lot of that. And so they were all all flash and no, or all, what's the light? all light and no heat and all had no cattle. Uh, they were all about making waves in the wrong industries and in the wrong markets. Number three, use data to uncover the entire customer journey. Uh, like I said, Fender did that from top to bottom throughout their, their brand experience and their customers' experience with the brand. And then four, finally, smash the false idol of innovation. Uh, it's one of those very dangerous words that imparts a feeling of success without actually describing much of anything. It's a great, great article. Highly recommend checking it out. And lastly, this is a tool called How Do We Decide? Uh, you'll find that at howdowedecide.com. It's a tool developed by a uh, organizational change consultancy called Noble. That's spelled N-O-B-L. And it's just a, a tool that leads you through a series of short questions, uh, a short series of short questions to help you choose the right model for uh, making a decision in the situation at hand. Um, and when you get to any of these questions, they have a great layout for this, the particular recommended uh, decision-making style. Um, there are eight different decision-making styles or models. Um, and on each, on each landing page at the end, they have pros and cons of each, um, a general review, um, the, the process and how to, how to use this decision model traps that you might fall into, uh, when using this decision model and then alternatives. So, uh, with the alternatives, they say, if this and this are true, but this is not true, then you might want to try this other model and, and so on. I highly recommend checking it out. If not, um, something that you would actually use, it's a great way to uh, understand the different decision-making models. And um, so hopefully you're, you're in a meeting or you're heading into a meeting, you're planning for a workshop, and you can plan ahead to uh, identify or uh, create a certain environment that will work well with one of the with a particular decision making style. Highly recommend 
checking that out as well. Get familiar with that. Don't just, uh, I would, I would bookmark that. Don't, don't just look at it and leave it. Uh, come back to it, make some, make it something that you get increasingly familiar with over time as product managers. Uh, and this, this is true of the, the two previous posts. We, we have to help make decisions. It's often said that we don't have any authority. We have all the responsibility. And so how do we wield our influence well? And by paying attention to getting familiar with certain factors of biases and uh, processes, learn, understanding the levers that might be in play, we can all do a better job of our job. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the reviews and the feedback that we're given. It's, it's been a great experience for us here at Crema to knock this out. It's been challenging in all kinds of good ways. So thank you very much for listening and have a great weekend. This episode of the Product Management Daily is brought to you by Crema, a 100% U.S.-based product agency offering product strategy, design, development to startups and enterprises looking to scale their technology and innovation. Learn more at crema.us.